Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Skyping's Welcome to the latest episode of Small Doses. It's in a large dose of just a year. And I, let me tell you, it is just last week alone was a hell of a year for me. And I know we're all going through a, just a, a bevy of scenarios and situations that um, are new to us. And I think that it's, it's been a really important time for, um, for healing. And like, we've talked about it a lot on the show, just in terms of like, you know, what are the things that we feel like we need to implement more into healing? What are the things that we feel like we need to um, implement more just into our daily lives for us to feel more connected to wellness, for us to feel more connected to spirituality, for us to just feel more connected? Um, And one of those things is gratitude. And I think a lot of people who are, are, are somewhat aware are, have heard about this, you know, being a thing for quite a bit now. Like I know I have an agent who says he wakes up every morning and like makes a list of all the things that he's grateful for. Um, I try my best to every morning, like before I open my eyes, like thank the higher power for all the things that I'm grateful for, you know, before my head, my brain starts running off into another direction about some other shit. But I think what we wanted to do in this episode is to talk about why that's valuable. Cause it's sometimes it, when, when we find ourselves in this time where like the a healing is like a big part of the conversation and wellness, like there's a lot of things that end up feeling like buzzworthy. Um, they just feel like buzzwords, you know, like getting centered and meditating and, you know, these are all very helpful things, but if you don't really know their functionality and you don't really know their purpose, then they kind of just become like anything else you're doing, which is just a practice that though maybe helpful, um, isn't like truly hitting to the core. And so I wanted to talk today about gratitude as it exists, not only in a action, but in a service to yourself. And, um, we, yeah, we, we've got to get into it. We got to get into it. So let's get into it. Oh, and by the way, before we get into it, I'm sorry. Um, I am grateful to you all for continuing to spread the word about this podcast. Um, that's That's my my dog dog growling. He, wants me to be grateful to him for his existence. And so I'm petting him right now, but I am very grateful to you all for spreading the word about this podcast. You know, I've never made, um, I I never did like a PR run or made a a marketing plan around small doses. It really has only existed and thrived based on you guys and your word of mouth. And you're telling other people, you know, just the ways in which you've um, laughed and learned and grown and 
and um, been challenged by this podcast. And so I just wanted to extend my gratefulness to you all. You know, we just had Thanksgiving. So I want to thank y'all for really allowing this, this podcast to continue to grow and thrive. I mean, we're about to go on year three. (laughs) No. Year four. Yeah. We've been doing this. So we have some things that we want to do next year to continue to keep things fresh and fun and, um, flowing. And, you know, those, those are all F words for alliteration. Uh, but most importantly, what we want to do is keep connecting with y'all and keep being a space that, um, that you want to keep coming back to and that you want to tell your people to come back to. So thank you again for allowing us to continue to thrive with this, with this little show. Now let's get into our gem drop. Mm -hmm. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. Jam dropping. We're dropping on these hoes. (sighs) So today's jam dropping is gratitude versus thanks. And I know that some people are like, I don't understand. Like, what is the, like, what is the difference? They're both about being appreciative of, you know, somebody or something or an experience. But here's the thing. If anything, we've learned this year that there are things on a spectrum, right? There's, there's racist and then there's Trump supporters, right? Like there's spectrums of things. And when it comes to gratitude on the spectrum, it really is a lot further away from thanks than I think a lot of people like consider it. For what it's worth, if you've been raised up, not dragged up, you've been taught certain manners and you just say thanks because that's just how social society expects you to behave. Like when something is done, you say thank you. And, you know, when, um, when someone, particularly when someone does something for you, you say thank you. Like that's just the way things go. And that becomes very transactional Um, because it's just a social norm that you do and it doesn't have the same depth as gratitude because when you have gratitude, it's more than just something you're doing because you were taught to it's doing, it's something you're doing, uh, and something you're showing or displaying because you were moved to. And a lot of times people don't necessarily do things that that move you enough to even be on some gratitude shit, but ever so often they do. And sometimes it's not about a person doing it, but it's about like a higher force or just something that you can't explain doing it. Or sometimes it's something that you've done. And I don't think that we really take enough time to acknowledge the difference. Um, And we need to because gratitude serves more than just the purpose of letting someone know something, but it also serves the purpose of you getting a greater connection with what you have experienced and, and not just taking it for granted and understanding that you can have gratitude for so many more things than you think you can. Like my mom used to always say, don't worry about who's not at the party, worry about who's there. And I used to never really understand what she meant by that. But what she was saying was that Be appreciative and thankful and attentive to that which has shown up for you, not that which that hasn't. And in my gratitude, though, and in my growth, um, I have come to understand that, and we'll we'll talk talk about about this in that that one time, time. that you can also have gratitude for that which hasn't shown up because it was a good thing that it didn't or that they didn't. And I think for a lot of us, we're just so used to like 
moving through the world in our own pace and, you know, in our own movies. And, you know, it's like, thank you. Yes, please. Thank you. You know, and just wanting to look a certain way. And so we, we say certain things to look a certain way, but we don't understand that when we extend that to a higher level of acknowledgement, it allows us to feel differently, not just to look a certain way, but to feel differently. And as we continue to talk about wellness and self-care and healing, that's the type of stuff that I feel like is so important for us to start really paying attention to. The things that we can do that make us feel different internally. Like I just went through a really traumatic experience that was really, it, it really has forced me to be more internal in what I'm exploring versus just the external. And I think a lot of us this year are being pushed down that road and having gratitude for even that is important. Having gratitude and being able to say, you know, I am thankful for this experience and what it's doing for me and what it's going to teach me and what it's going to show me is different than just being like, thanks God. Um, And expecting the work to get done without you being attached to it. And I don't know about you guys, but it's taken me a while in my maturity and in my growth and my evolution to even understand the difference between these two things and to know that there is so much power in gratitude. And in, in when we say thank you to people and we send thank you cards and we do that whole dance, we are absolutely like doing the expected social norm of acknowledgement. But ever so often, you're going to have to do more. And it may come in the form of flowers. It may come in the form of a letter, a handwritten letter. It may come in the form of um, of really having a real conversation and not just having a transactional exchange. And it may be uncomfortable. Because the thing about gratitude that thanks doesn't do is it forces you out of your ego as well. And it makes you understand your smallness. And that that doesn't have to mean that you're um, irrelevant or that you're ineffective, but it lets you understand that like you're able to move and, and, and function so much because of bigger things happening outside of you that you didn't even know were for you. And that is what you have to be grateful for. How do I show myself gratitude? I've been recently trying to be nicer to myself and get out of my once toxic mindset, but I'm not sure if I'm doing it right. I feel like it's simple, but I don't know if there's more I can do. Woo, I feel you on that. I think it starts with kind of like changing the way you talk to yourself. Like I know for me, I, I'll be like angry with myself and I'll punish myself. Like, and so then you end up doing that to other people, by the way. Um, And I think the gratitude is you being able to like acknowledge your wins with the same fervor that you acknowledge your losses and also being able to identify your losses as like not a fail, but as a lesson 
And I know for a lot of us, that's really hard to do, particularly when we're in it. You're just like, God damn it. I effed that up. And, um, and so it's, it's like, how do you make, how do you treat yourself with the grace and kindness that you would treat other people? You know, cause other people, I feel like I will be like, oh, you know, they tried. Um, and you know, or I, I might be more understanding of their error, but with myself, I feel like I, I just don't give myself that type of leeway. And I expect like a certain level of perfection. I've gotten way better at this, but from what you're telling me, it sounds like you're still in the midst of the beginning stages of this. And the toxicity is really just in, you know, treating yourself as if you can't improve. I don't like the idea of saying you can't make mistakes. It's more so that you can't improve. Like, so like Jordy right now wants me to improve on the attention I'm giving him. Come here. So I think that's like a real good start is being able to just be kind to yourself about what your expectations are for yourself. And that's not something that a lot of us do. We expect so much from ourselves that we don't expect from other people. But even you asking like, am I doing it right? It's like, what I, you know, only you know what feels better for you than what didn't before. And I can't gauge if you're doing it right or wrong. All I can do is tell you that, like, being kind to yourself is something that we all deserve. And being kind to yourself also doesn't mean, like, being delusional or being in denial. It doesn't mean that. It, it doesn't mean also, like, letting yourself off the hook for behaviors that you know are not demonstrative of your best self. But it does mean that you always allow yourself space to get better. And I know that's where I struggle. Like a lot of times I will kind of like stop. Like I will act like I'll, I'll be so ca- like um, I'll catastrophize things. I'll act like, oh, that's it. Like it can't, it can't improve. It can't handle it. You know, and it's like, stop, stop. Like you're still here. You're still alive. You can still keep elevating. And so in this space and time, give yourself the space to acknowledge what's going on. And then also to keep growing and elevating and moving past it. And you deserve that too. I don't know you, but I just assume you do because you listen to this podcast. So you already on the right track. Next question. How do you maintain gratitude in a time when everything is so uncertain, when financial strain is real and when you're faced with internal hardship? I really feel like the, the gratitude ends up being the hope that you ride because it ends up being this thing that points out to you the positives and and, and it projects them as the priority. And it's so easy to get caught in that which you don't have and the negatives that it starts to prevent you from working through them and working past them. And so the gratitude is really just like the, es- the effort and exercise of like centering your... You're good shit. And like letting that be the beacon that's getting you through the internal hardship. And, and by the way, this shit ain't easy. It's not like a, a, 
natural thing. I think for what it's worth, we all have a way of looking at what we don't have first because that's the crisis that needs to get solved, right? And that's the thing that the energy has to get put to. So you're going to prioritize that first. But I wonder if in trying that out, like, and really just centering, like, okay, you know what, today, what I'm first going to identify, and that's why I've been doing this, is like what I'm first going to identify is that which I am appreciative. That's what, that's what I'm thankful for. That's what I'm, I'm grateful for. Um, instead of looking at all the things I don't have, because also that just makes you feel like shit. And you want to f- not feel like shit. The, the best way to get to where you're going is to not feel like shit about where you are. So I think that's the, the maintaining, like when you ask, how do you maintain gratitude in the time you maintain it by making it a practice and not just a thing that you naturally have. And that's where it becomes thing. See, a lot of us, when things are good, we just naturally are thankful. Like, oh my God, everything is so good. It's so nice. I'm so thankful for that. But when it's not, we are, oftentimes we're regretful. We're, we're, we are, we're regretful and we are begrudging and we're frustrated. And those spaces are not fertile spaces for growth and for the ideas and for the energy that attracts that which we want. All of this could be bullshit, by the way. But there's been so many times when it's demonstrated positive results that it's worth a shot. And I think that's what all of us have to come to understand about these healing spaces that we're in and these new spiritual spaces that we're in. Like for a lot of us, I can feel like woo woo. It can feel like real abstract and esoteric, but at the end of the day, it's like just being focused on that, which is in front of you that you can see, um, or that which somebody else has that you want. It really doesn't work out. It ends up really like ultimately driving you into a place of the same place that you are right now. So consider it. It's a bitch. I know. I know. Next question. How do we focus on nurturing the present? The present things we have, relationships that are meaningful. How do we nurture gratitude for what we have in right now and combat with daily depression? I wake up and have to figure out how to make myself feel good because of my depression, especially right now. Sometimes it's it's hard to naturally feel gratitude and positivity. So this is exactly what we were just talking about. Um... Maybe it's also then taking it up another notch. This is why people make vision boards and this is why people like put certain things around them so that they have extra added support and extra added implementation outside of just their consciousness, right? So maybe there's a world in which you're making a vision board that has all the things that you're grateful for, that you look up and you wake up and you look at every day. And maybe you don't have time to do that. So you got post-it notes that you look at every day. And I've talked about this before on the show and I'm talking about it again. Like you have to create these mechanisms that help you through because so many things are not doing that. Instagram doesn't help you through. Um, TV, you know, depending on what you're watching, the media in general isn't really trying its best to like help you through. You know, like getting pets, um, going in nature, uh, setting, setting like time in your calendar to like just take a moment. I know somebody who has the five-minute meditation every hour. Every hour her phone goes off and she got to stop what she's doing and do a five-minute meditation. And 
You know, she may not do it every day, but when she has days where she's like more on her time than other people's time, she's really makes a point of doing this. And it's just something that she has implemented to keep her centered when she is not conscious of it. So it's like, what are those things for you? What are those ways in which you can help yourself out that you can be this other, you know, century for your wellness being centered? And it seems like it can be so abstract, but it can really be as basic as putting like reminders in your phone of just how dope you are that like come up various times throughout the day. And so like you look down at your phone, think it's going to tell you like, you know, that you have a bill due or something. And what it actually is telling you is you the bomb www.thebomb.com. That's right, girl. Okay. So depression, you know, depression is, 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 is not just a funk. Depression is in your bones. It's in your blood. Depression is, it, it feel it's irrational. That's what depression is. It's irrational. Depression talks you into believing things that are not actually true about where you've been, where you are, and where you're going. And so there, there can be something there in creating tent poles, you know, beacons of light towards that rationale so that when you do get in those depressive states, you have a light that's guiding you out of it and back to the rational thinking that keeps you from doing things that harm yourself or that keep you in that low space. You can color. You can listen to the funny episodes of this podcast. This isn't really a funny episode, but you can, um, I know a lot of folks that have gotten a lot of joy from if you like animals, like volunteering at shelters, I know that it can feel like, damn, but I'm going to be depressed because I'm seeing the animals in the shelters. It's like, yeah, but they, they are there. Whether you want to believe that they're there, whether you want to see it or not, doesn't change the fact that they're there. Maybe you can be the light in their day and that can fill you up. And I will always say that one of the best ways to make yourself feel better is to make someone else feel good. And if that's about showing someone else gratitude for how they've looked out for you, and how they have existed in the world, then maybe that's that. I know for me, like I was going through a dark time and like one of the ways I was like trying to combat it was like, you know what, let me make a list of the people who have been here and let me figure out like ways in which I can show them my gratitude. And that like made me feel good. And it may not be like everlasting, but you might maybe in that moment of feeling good, you come up with another way to feel good for the next moment and the next moment and the next moment. Next question. How do you keep gratitude from making you complacent or keep you from fulfilling your true potential? I mean, I think that's really just about being conscious of what you are actually grateful for. You know, like there's a difference between being grateful for like, yeah, I got this money and, and being grateful for the opportunity to support yourself. Cause that's never gonna like that. That to me is not something that you would grow complacent around. Cause you know that like that could be taken. Um, and like money just is like, you know, an object and objects don't hit you in the same way, you know, as actual like things that required your effort. And 
I think, you know, being grateful for just the fact that you are getting to be in a space and knowing and always reminding yourself that that space is not promised. None of this shit is promised. No one owes you anything. Like, you don't deserve, like, you know, I know people are like, I deserve a good man. And it's like, why? Um, Because life also isn't fair. So, you know, I think our deservedness comes from, you know, what we are offering to the universe, what we are putting out for ourselves, to ourselves, to other people. And you have to really be conscious of like, are you really doing that? I've had to check myself on many occasions. Like, are you really, really doing what you are talking about? Or are you just, you know, is it more rhetoric? And Sometimes I've had to like be honest with myself, like, no, bitch, you, you are sliding into the complacency, um, that you're talking about, you know, because you are kind of just on autopilot. So I think it's just always being in conscious, um, awareness of the fact that like, you know, blessings come and blessings go. And that when they, when you have them to be appreciative of them and when you don't have them to be able to find gratitude in the lack and what it can do for you in terms of forcing you to get to another level of self and elevate to another space in order to get to that space of comfort that you may have lost, but you ain't never lie. Like, you know, I've seen people definitely just be on some like, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm real thankful for this. So I'm not trying no more. And I'm not going to say to you also, like, there's something to be said for also not being complacent, but just being content. You know, that, that that's a real thing, too. You know, you can reach a point where you're just like, I'm good. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't need to keep grinding or I don't need to keep wanting this thing that people tell me I'm supposed to want or I don't need to keep... Um, you know, stressing, uh, about attainment. And I think sometimes we also misnomer that as complacency. It's just like, no, you just, you feel good and you can, you get to inhabit that space too. And we sometimes don't allow our, that's what the stop and smell the flowers, stop and smell the roses. That's what that is. It's like allowing yourself to stop and like breathe in the things that have been provided to you that you acknowledge as that, which is a blessing. You get to have that. And that's not complacency at all. So really to answer your question, how do you keep gratitude from making you complacent or keep you from fulfilling your true potential? You just remain self-aware and just remain in touch with where you are and where you're going. And I know that I had to just recently I had a Reiki session and, you know, the healer was like, you're always looking for like, where am I supposed to be going? And sometimes it's just time to just be grateful of where am I right now? And in being in that space and owning that space where you're going will arrive. And that's, that was kind of like epiphanous in that moment. I don't know if epiphanous is a word, but it is now. Last question. If someone does something for you in the spirit of helpfulness, but you didn't find it to be helpful, is it rude to let them know what would have been a better action or just say thanks and keep it pushing? I don't want to come across ungrateful, but honesty is important too, right? Yeah. 
It depends. Okay, so one time I was moving and I had like someone who she was an acquaintance, but she was an acquaintance of a friend friend. And she offered to help me with the move. And so she came to help and she was actually more of a hindrance than a help. Like just what the thing, the way that she was packing shit, the way that she was doing shit was killing me, y'all. Oh my God, it was killing me. And it was like, it, it's, it's not going to improve her or me to tell her like, this is what you could have done. <laughs> it just was like, don't, like, don't ask her to help you next time. <laughs> like, and I felt like sometimes you, cause I think sometimes you have to just preserve like the space and sometimes honesty you know, when you hear the phrase honesty is the best policy, like that's, that's the person who made that up has not been in a relationship because sometimes restraint is the best policy. And, um, the honesty that you want to give is going to cause an actual like meltdown. (laughs) So it's like, let me actually hold this, this honesty right here and actually exercise uh, the preservation of confidence. And what's crazy is that as women, we are taught that all goddamn day. We are taught how to preserve men's egos and confidence from the second we hit the womb. It's like, you know, we cry so the, the male doctor can smack us on our ass and feel good about what he's done. So it's like, that's not hard for us. I think for, for cisgendered heterosexual men, it's a lot harder for them to like think in that space because they're so used to just protecting themselves. But what you're talking about you know, it depends on who you're talking to. It depends on the situation. It depends on like, okay, if you are working together, if you're working together and somebody is offering to help and they don't do something that's helpful, well, if you're going to continue working together, then you got to be able to tell them because or else now we're just wasting each other's time and ain't nobody got time for that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's really about just acknowledging like, okay, what is the bigger picture of the scenario? And honesty also doesn't have to be delivered in a way that can hurt feelings either. Um, But sometimes people just want to be helpful and they may not have the ability or the capability. And that's the other part of it too. You know, they just may not have like the actual access to the tools that they need to help you in the way. And I don't mean just tools like physical tools, like a drill. I mean like the tools like mentally or, you know, uh, emotionally to help you in the way you need help. And sometimes like you got to just know that and understand that for that person. But sometimes if particularly if you're in a relationship, you may have to tell them like, listen, Next time we're in a situation where I'm in a crisis, I need you to put your arm around me and tell me what's like, tell me everything is going to be all right without me having to ask for it. Like you may have to tell somebody that you may have to tell somebody like next time that I am vomiting, I need you to hold my hair back to prevent it from getting vomit on it because that is going to be ridiculous when I wake up in the morning and there's chunks in my curls. They may not know that. They may not know that. So there's some definite absolute helpfulness in being able to identify to somebody like they're the way that they can help you. But I think the key to your question is that you can exercise gratefulness at the same time as telling someone how they can be better helpful. Like that That is possible. I really appreciate you coming through and helping me. Oh my gosh. Like, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate what you've contributed 
I really appreciate the energy that you've contributed to this project. I think there's a way in which we can be more effective with each other. And this is my suggestion. Um, you know, like I really like, you know, someone shows up, but they didn't really like come in the right spirit. You're like, I really am grateful for you being here. Like, and, and for taking time out to come here. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're interested, like, I think there's a conversation to be had about like how we can better serve each other in those moments. But I am grateful for the effort that was made. And that's really what it is. It's like A for effort, you know, and sometimes it's B for effort, C for effort, but that's what gratefulness is, is acknowledging the effort, acknowledging what was put forth. If it was coming from a good place. Now, sometimes people ain't really trying to help you, you know, and they really just there for a look or they're just there, you know, because they're trying to create some type of IOU situation between you and, or they're just there because they don't want to look bad. And so they're just there with some half-assed shit trying to just, you know, get their manners checked, but not really get their actual like spirit checked. And in those moments, that's when I'm like, fuck all that out the window. That's when you can be like, Hey, 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 not today, not today. Today's People I Like goes to everybody who checks on their strong friends. You see, the thing about being the strong friend is that you typically are the one who's able to check on everybody else. You're able to, you know, kind of balance things. You're able to see things for what they are in a way that a lot of other people don't. And so you can really kind of keep your eyes on the prize and stay clear. That's not necessarily the case for everybody. And so you may not get it back. When I tell you, I just went through a whole experience that was just something new and, and just hellish for me. And I am so grateful to my friends who were steadfast. And I think like in our, in our, in this world, particularly this world we're in right now, like where things are just so uncertain and moving at the speed of light or just like not moving at all. Like it's hard for us to like really like center into consistency and I am grateful for that, which for those in my life who are able to like really display consistency, particularly in times when like the uncertainty is damn near unfucking bearable, because let me tell you all something that ends up being a currency for folks to get out of where they're at, knowing that they have the support there and knowing that their friends are showing up or their family and, or, and, or, and their partner, all the above are showing up in a way that they can rely on ends up being the raft. Like that's like the lifeboat that gets you out of the fuckery. And it, and, and it also gives you something to be grateful for in the midst of the fuckery. It allows you to like, in a very clear way, see something positive without you having to do the mental gymnastics to get there in the middle of your tragic situation. And that is so much for so many people. And my mom has always said like, um, she was talking about like when she had a parent die and she was like, you just never forget who sends you flowers, who calls because like it's, it means so much in that time because it's more than just something that someone's doing. Even if for them, they're just doing it because it's the right thing to do for you. It becomes the thing that you're holding on to, to pull yourself out of the despair that you're in. So I just want to extend a, 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 uh, a word of gratefulness and gratitude to those who, showed up for me in that way and, um, and encourage you all to find like 
ways in which you can be that for others because um, it really goes a long way and it allows you to get outside of your own self too. And um, I got like, I got a lot of cards to write. I got a lot of cards to write for Christmas because I really want people to understand like just how much I care and how grateful I am for them. And I think we take that for granted and we need to do that. Like Babyface and Stevie Wonder said, these three words. I started too high. And so that's why it came out like that. But the song is these three words, short and simple. I love you. That That one one time. time. (laughs) So I was broke for a long time. I was on MTV in 2005 and then they fired us one day. (laughs) And listen, for 10 years, 10 years, baby, it was a doozy. 2005 to 2015 was a struggle of up and down, of identity searching, of soul searching, of career searching. I changed my name. Like all types of shit was going down in those 10 years that at the time felt just like beyond my scope of comprehension. Like it was just always like, damn, another thing, another thing, another thing. But as I get older and I look back, What hindsight has given me is gratitude for that which I didn't have because I know for a fact that had I been granted all of the things that I wished for during that time, I wouldn't have learned lessons that I feel like will carry me through for a time and and, and learn things that have been able to um, help others because ultimately what lack did was it forced me to pay attention and find gratefulness in the things that I did have. And those things are not just people or support, but in this case, I'm talking about like my own skills and my own like self-reliance and being able to find that in myself was so empowering and has many times been the thing that I've fallen back on when I feel like people fail me or when I feel like the universe isn't doing what I expected to happen. And that right there is like a superpower. Knowing that it's in you is a superpower. And sometimes you forget about your superpower. You know, like how Jean Grey just be doing shit and she'd be like, I didn't even realize I was lifting up that car. My bad. Like, That is what self-reliance is. It's a superpower that you forget that you have. And then when you're reminded that you have it, so often it is the thing that gets you out of where you are. And oftentimes we have to be reminded of it by being, by having it take, by having things taken away, by being stripped in the book, The Alchemist. Why hasn't The Alchemist been made into a film, by the way? But in the book, The Alchemist, or at least an American film, In the book, The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho, like he talks about the desert. And in the story, the character has to go through the desert to get to their personal treasure. Now, this is done in a literal way, but it actually is a figurative, it's a metaphor, it's an allegory, because the desert is having that, is being without. 
And when you're in the desert and you're without, you end up having to find new resources. You end up having to use, develop senses and develop um, abilities that you that you didn't have to have before when there was convenience and when things were at your fingertips. A lot of us are going through that right now. You know, we're having to actually like delve into ourselves and our skill sets and in our our mental capacities in ways that we've never had to because the shit was right here for us. Well, that's what those 10 years was for me. Those 10 years for me was a force, was forcing me over and over and over again to be grateful for that which I have in order to develop even more and to find ways out. And that is something that I will always be thankful for. And even though like, you know, I find myself now in a more stable place um, in certain ways, like with my friends, with my relationship, with my finances, it still doesn't change that these things still come up. Uncertainty and frustration and, um, you know, lack of clarity. All of these things still arise, even once you've kind of met these other milestones in life. And you're still going to use the same superhero tools. So I know that a lot of y'all listening right now that are going through a really tough time and that feel like you have nothing and it ends up having to really be like, it can be as basic as like making a point of looking at the things that you have accomplished and, 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 and getting your confidence back. And even when you don't have the money that you want or you don't have the options that you want or the assets that you want, if you can find a way to get your spirit to a place of knowing that you are worthy of those things, it brings you that much closer to those things arriving at your doorstep. I I promise promise you. you. I promise you. It doesn't mean that you are delusional. It doesn't mean you're lying to yourself about like, I'm the shit, so I'm going to do nothing. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, I will always say this, like you have all the answers in you. And the answers that you think you don't have, what you do have is the ability to find out where those answers are. The last dose. So gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. As we continue to move forth, I know people keep saying like 2020 is almost over. I don't know why y'all think the bullshit is just going to end because it's 2020 ends, but I, I, you know, whatever, whatever keeps you talented. Um, I know that we have a couple more episodes of this year. You know, we're going to continue to keep moving in this trajectory of, of positivity and wellness, but I wanted to list some of the things I'm grateful for. Um, I told you in the beginning of the show, I'm grateful for y'all as an audience and y'all just being willing to continue to spread the word about this and creating a space where I can continue to share, you know, my thoughts and, and, and grow. Um, I'm grateful for my friends. I talked about that in our uh, people I like. I'm grateful for my Partner, I don't like the word boyfriend. I'm too old for boyfriend. I'm 39. I mean, it just seems silly. So we'll call him partner. Um, we'll call him. I'm grateful for my Mandalorian, my my Mandalorian co-pilot watcher. 
uh, my my fellow uh, dance partner, because there's a lot of dancing that goes on in this house, and um, and my college sweetheart, who now became my grown up road trip buddy. And I'm grateful for my pets and just the joy that my animals uh, bring me and that I'm, and that they allow me to bring them. I'm grateful for my team. I am so fortunate to have a team that really understands what I'm about and the work that I work, the work that I am so dedicated to. Um, the, I don't even say the work, but the level of work that I'm so dedicated to continuing. And that's my team from, Brandon and Rebecca, who who you hear chiming in all the way to, you know, Jana and Nicole and, and Kiki and Judge and Taj and those who work with me at uh, Smart, Funny and Black, as well as my agents. And and I'm grateful for um, my brain. (laughs) I'm really grateful for my brain and and myself. And I know some people might feel like you're not supposed to be able to say that, but you better be grateful for you and for, for what you put into you. You know, like I know that I do my best to be thoughtful about what I'm putting in my body and who I'm putting around me and, and where I'm stepping into. And I wasn't always that way. And I'm grateful that I've been also given the opportunity to grow and to evolve into understanding the importance of those things and being aware of those things. And lastly, um, I'm grateful for being able to binge watch television during this <laughs> during this pan fucking demic. I'm grateful to be on season three of Sex in the City, my rewatch. I'm grateful for Queen. Um, I'm grateful for what's it called? Um, I'm grateful for Queen's Gambit. I'm grateful for the line in Queen's Gambit when her homegirl says, Good job, Cracker. I'm grateful because that means they had a black person, hopefully a black woman in that writer's room, at least one. And she was like, We're gonna write this character as a black woman, not as a white person thinks black women are. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for everybody who has stood up this year and said, we are not going to take no more shit. And I could go on and on and on with all the things I'm grateful for, because at the end of the day, as shitty as this fucking world presents itself to be on a regular basis, there's so many things that happen that are from a positive space. And that I feel like if we, if we really commissioned, commissioned, if we really conditioned ourselves to center those things, um, there's a, there's a possibility, there's a world in which the pos- the negative things would, would not even have value anymore. So continue, everybody, to be grateful for yourself and to, for the, the life that you're living and the way in which you can continue to change that life, venture to impress yourself, and just know that not everybody is a good gift giver. So be grateful for the thought that counts when you get that bum-ass Christmas gift that should have definitely been something better. <laughs> Stop and a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.